Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pragmatic Live. I'm your host, Linda Zid. Helping us answer your questions today is Steve Gaylor, a Pragmatic Marketing Instructor with many years of experience in developing product management and marketing teams. Hi, Steve. Hi, Linda. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing today? Good. Good. Oh, well, we have another great question for you today. I understand what it means to become market-driven, but what tactical activities can help with that implementation? That's a good question. A lot of people talk about the theory and, and understand the theory of market-driven and, and what it means to be a market-driven organization, uh, but they struggle with the individual tactical activities they, they have to execute against in order to, to bring that market-driven approach into their day-to-day -day activities and, and their day-to-day uh, -day decision making. Um, I think one of the first places to start with from a, uh, from a, a tactical perspective on how you implement is actually embracing the fact that the market segments we evaluate and serve should be defined by the problems we solve and not by demographics or geographics or psychographic attributes. Uh, a market segment should be a collection of people or organizations that share a common problem or set of problems. So if we put that problem definition uh, right in the front, in the very front of our, our market segment definition and, and say that they're problem-based, then that automatically begins to drive that uh, market problem-based decision-making through the, the process at the, at the very, uh, from the very beginning. Uh, I also think that it's very important that, we, that organizations spend a good bit of time on positioning statements as an artifact that they want to create. Uh, that exercise is critical to the execution in a market-driven organization. Uh, that positioning allows the product team to coalesce and articulate what they've learned in the market. Uh, typically, it's pulled together in a single-page document, and that single-page document drives execution throughout the rest of the company. Uh, we're able to articulate the problem in the industry, the ideal solution to that problem, uh, maybe a short phrase around how we're going to uh, to be the uh, uh, short phrase that's the DNA of the message we want to use on our, in our elevator speeches for sales and, and in our marketing messages and so on, uh, and how we're going to create that relationship between the features and functions that we have in our, pro in our products and the problem that's actually experienced in the market. So I think a positioning statement, again, if we, we start at the top and say our market segments are, are problem-based. That positioning statement then allows us to position specific solutions to the problems we've uncovered, uh, and that, that continues to push that uh, through the process. Um, and then in an individual um, project evaluation perspective, uh, we want to create a set of filters for our organization to make sure that we're focused on the very best opportunities. And those best opportunities need to reflect our own skills, our own abilities to deliver attributes we see in the market and so on. So if we're out there and we become a truly market-driven organization, we're going to uncover a lot more problems than we can possibly execute against. So we have a, need a good set of filters uh, that allow us to evaluate an opportunity. Uh, those filters may be our own distinctive competencies and how well does this opportunity align with that. Uh, it may be what does the competitive landscape look like uh, and so on. Uh, at some point, we need to evaluate opportunities against one another and judge their, uh, their uh, alignment with our uh, cor corporate strategic ob objectives uh, as well as the financial impact to our company. So we need to develop a set of uh, filters in, on those areas that allow us to, to gauge kind of a, a high, medium, low 
uh, alignment with strategic ob objectives and, and financial impact. Uh, maybe we use things like new initiatives or maybe a new technology direction on the uh, strategic side. Uh, maybe financial impact is something like ROI or um, you know, new market share, things of that nature. So that, uh, again, continues to, to translate it down as we use those various filters to, to uh, make sure that, uh, that we're driving that appropriate uh, kind of, uh, of alignment. And then probably last but not least, uh, in order to implement a market-driven prioritization model, uh, we need to develop a scale that serves as a proxy for the impact of solving the problem in the market. Uh, it also needs to align with our corporate strategy, and as such, the corporate executive team or, or whomever uh, is making those resource allocation decisions uh, needs to come together and discuss and, and formally sign off on an impact scale so that we can use that with uh, project prioritization. And uh, those subjected, suggested impact scales can come from the product team, uh, but they've got to be approved by the executive team that sorts the, sets the corporate strategy uh, so that everybody understands uh, how we're going to evaluate projects, and, and again, we're taking uh, the emotion and the politics out of that decision-making process, and we're really focusing on the data and the facts that the market has given us. Great. Another great response. Thank you so much, Steve. Um, and if anyone in our audience has any questions that you'd like our experts to address in an upcoming podcast, please email us at experts at pragmaticmarketing.com. We'll look forward to hearing from you.